catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's when I really started the process of like getting out of my comfort zone and being intentional about it, you know, and it was like a decision. I love it. And it was like just constantly doing that. And it's, it, it may seem small, but it was like doing that small, yeah. thing, that small step, taking those small actions every single day, yep. taking that opportunity that's going to make you uncomfortable, but you know, after you do it, you're going to become a better person. You're going to become more confident on the other side. Those were the things that started building the foundation of me becoming an entrepreneur and actually really like, you know, yeah. finding like my highest, like, you know, version. And this is so good. I mean, if, obviously we want to get into Airbnb, but if we stop right now, yeah. <laughs> you, you bless the audience I'm, because there's so many folks and you know that, you know, one day, someday, yep. you know what I mean? And they're waiting for things to be perfect, waiting to get all their ducks in a row, you know, all the stuff that people say, don't even own a duck. Yep. Like you don't own a duck. They're not getting in a row. Right. You know what I mean? Wait for my ship to come in. You don't own a ship. It ain't coming. Right? right. So people are waiting for all these things, but you just like, Hey, look, I'm just, I'm just going to step by step. Yep. And here's a great thing about a comfort zone yep. is that if you expand your comfort zone and not just try to jump out of your comfort zone, by the time you look back a week, two weeks later, you're no longer in your comfort zone. You just push a little. And you, that's what you say, small steps small at a time. Step. If you're a go-getter, faith-driven and family-focused and need to break through to your next level, this is the podcast for you. Your self-talk can reshape every area of your life. It's time to dream and think big. Welcome to the Self-Talk Experience with Darnell and Tracy Self. It's time to elevate, baby. Let's get into the show. Hey, what's up, self-talk experience? Listen, no, I know what you're thinking. For those who are watching this and not just listening to this, I did not replace my wife with a co-host, right? I know you think, hold up, who's my man? You replaced Tracy Self after only a few episodes. No, I did not. This gentleman sitting right next to me actually went to the same college as Tracy Self. Yeah. And um, and maybe that's why she didn't want to be on this one, because she thought you might know some secrets left there at Morgan State. But uh, <laughs> I'm sitting here with the one and only Kamoy Martin. Listen, man, I am so excited to have you here with us at the Self-Talk Experience. And I'm proud of you, excited for you. And I know you guys don't know what I know yet, but you're about to find out something special about this man, not because of all the success that he's had, um, because, but because of where his heart is. And that's what's impressive. And I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to connect, man. Looking forward to uh, what the future holds for, for us together. Yeah, for sure. Well, Darnell, I'm appreciative, extremely grateful to be invited here to the Self Talk experience. You know, um, 
I've seen a lot of the great things you've done, you know, afar. So to be able to be here and just, I don't know, provide value, just be in the presence of, you know, <laughs> the experience that you provide, you know, I'm yeah. truly honored, my brother. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And uh, let's let's uh, share with the audience um, a little bit about, um, you know, where you're from yeah. and, uh, you know, kind of how you grew up. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what's going on, guys? You know, Kamoy Martin. I was born in, you know, Kingston, Jamaica, but I was raised in Brooklyn, New York. Right. And then I traveled down to Maryland, um, Baltimore, Maryland specifically, to go to Morgan State University. So shout out to my, you know, my people went to Morgan or if you went to HBC, right? Um, and I come from a very traditional Jamaican household, right? So they're very like school orientated, right? So to be honest with you, I didn't really care to go to college, but um, just to kind of make them happy, I made you know, I made a decision to go out there. But I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty cool because I left the nest. But um, I really wasn't sure what I was getting myself into, right? But I just, again, wanted to make them happy. So when I attended Morgan, was trying to figure out things, right? I'm kind of like growing up and maturing. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to major in. So I just mm. like pick a degree. Yeah, like, me too, man. I was like, oh, well, biology, science <laughs> school, right? Worst, worst decision because, you know, that's not a, a major that you choose out of just like, just cause like it's hard right organic chemistry crazy oh man you did that bro. you did that too bro i did inorganic organic chemistry physics i was a science major too yeah, yeah, well i was one of many majors yeah, but yeah. yeah wow i didn't know that man yeah for sure yeah for sure. and um you know got it got graduated thank god it wasn't in four years but i graduated right that's the whole how, how many years uh maybe five and a half okay, i got you b i did six-ish. seven I- <laughs> <laughs> Finished. We finished, yeah, didn't we, brother? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's all that matters, right? Yeah. And um, after I graduated, you know, I got into the real world and I actually never found a job in my field. Wow. Right. And matter of fact, a fraternity brother hooked me up with a job that was like, you need a degree. But again, it wasn't in biology. So he got me a job working at Department of Social Services okay. as a caseworker and had a lot of student loan debt. Right. Mm. And if you know anything about social work, they don't get paid much, mm. you know? And I think social workers and people that do that, you know, that work in that realm, they're some of the most underpaid, just like, just just people that just provide so much value yeah. and service to the community. It's, it's rough, right? right? Um, And that was like the best job I can get. And the thing is, you know, I'm just literally working there just to pay bills, just mm. to be honest. And it's like, I'm barely doing that. Um, I'm check to check. But the interesting thing was, even though um, the pay was low, I was grateful mm. because I needed a job, yeah. right? Because student loans started kicking in and nobody was hiring. So it was just like, it was like a breath of fresh air. But yeah. it was like, after like a year and a half of being there, I'm like, the pay sucks. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I had all the student loan debt. And it really wasn't like what I thought life was going to be. Because I remember like, you know, going through college and thinking to myself, man, I've been going to, going to school for all these years. After I graduate. I just know life is going to be amazing. Right, right. right. I'm going to get this dream job. I'm going to make this dream salary. I'm going to have this golden family picket fence. I'm going to have my dream <laughs> car, right? Travel where I want to. And right. it's like, I'm check to check. I'm struggling, right? I'm like, my environment is not inspirational because yeah. I'm doing case, uh, social work. It's like casework inside Baltimore City, mm. right? So I'm like driving through the trenches, you know, like yeah. the, 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 the lobby every single morning is just like, not happy yeah people again like choked out like literally wow because i'm like working with people um looking to get like food stamps okay. right medical assistance and okay. things like that so sometimes uh things would happen people wouldn't get their benefits on time and uh people get pretty angry and want to hop over the, the mm. desk and choke caseworkers out okay so 
It got pretty crazy yeah, yeah. sometimes. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm not getting paid enough for this. But now, now were most of your friends at that time kind of in the same situation? Um, I wouldn't say most. Some. Okay. Some. But, you know, because we were recent grads, we were kind of just figuring out, like, okay. some were, were getting internships, you know, you know, a few maybe started landing that, like, ideal job okay. um, that they got. And then, we're, you know, a few part like, were like me. Yeah. You know, kind of, like, struggling. Yeah. <laughs> so now, so were you living with your parents at the time? No. So, you know, from when I left Brooklyn, because my parents were back in Brooklyn, to go to Morgan State, like, I had left the nest, right? Mm. Like, I... Once I left, like I was gone forever. It, it just felt like amazing. Right. Even the thing is, even though I was struggling, even though like I, I did have like other like friends that were like kind of similar positions to me, and they're like, man, I can't struggle on my own. Let me go back so my parents get, you know, get um a stronger foundation while I figure things out. I was right. so rebellious. I was like, nah, man, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm I left and I'm gonna struggle, I'm gonna figure it out, right? That's right. what I was at. So. Wow. Wow. So how long between that point and that, now you're, you know, the king of Airbnb, yeah. you're all over the place. I mean, seriously, if you follow this man on Instagram, and I know you see his Instagram name here on the, uh, on the episode, but you're not home often, right? I mean, you're all over. How many countries? No. Uh, I just came back from my 47th country today. Yeah. yeah, he said that. Too. Yeah, I just came back from the boat. Like, it's, I love the humility, right? So, where were you? Where was the last country? Peru. 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 Yeah, beautiful place. Wow, I've never been country. to Peru. Yeah, yeah you have to give me some tips on where to go. For sure. Yeah, For that's sure. so awesome. So, how? So, we'll get to that, right? Yep. To to the life that you you're blessed to live today, and I know, and that's one of the things I love about you is your humility, right? Mm-hmm. Your spirit, and it's like you just make people. Even if you know, sometimes people got some undercover haters. I just don't even know how people can hate on you. Like, I feel like your spirit, people just want to say, man, I'm, I'm glad he's winning. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You 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 come across that way. And that's, that's why I'm, I'm glad you're here as a guest. And we're going to share with folks, you know, how the steps on some of the mindset it took for you to go from where you were to where you are. Sure. But you're how old when you're trying to figure this whole social work thing out? How, about how old at that point? So... I want to say I got hired at at social, you know, um, Department of Social Services like around twenty three okay. years old. Okay. Um, when I had really like hit a wall, I was about twenty five. Mm. When it was like reality actually set in, like okay, like all the excitement because it's funny, like when you like when you like really looking for a job and things aren't working out, um, and when you finally get a job, you're like excited, right? And it may not be the perfect job, but okay. You're, like, you no longer have to like worry about like your bills getting paid, yeah. your student loans. Yeah. Right? But after like like a year or two goes by, like it, reality really sits in. You start to really like get like familiar with the environment. You're like, wait a minute. Like you get you get you're getting consistent. You're seeing the consistent checks, and it's like at that point you're either loving the checks or you're just not liking the checks. Yeah. Anymore, right. So like <laughs> reality definitely set in, and I yeah. was like, I'm not I'm not fulfilled. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I didn't think that. Um, life would be like this. And um, I just, that's when the hunger inside of me started to cultivate, mm. you know? And I just really was trying to figure out like, okay, how can I um, better my situation? How can I make more? And at first I thought maybe I should go back to school or maybe I should just, you know, get this like government job. Cause you know, if you're in Maryland, right, right, getting right. this federal government job is like, right. It, right. <laughs> so like, I was literally on like usajobs.gov, like, Wow. This website, right? Literally applying to like a hundred jobs like a day. Nobody's not hiring me. I'm like, I don't get it, right? Like, um, and then I had a roommate at the time, and I thank God for my roommate because everything happens for a reason. That's right. Um, 
also my fraternity brother, he had recently quit his job to start a construction business. And funny thing is, he was making about $50,000 a year. I was making $30,000. Okay. So for him to quit his job, it was like, bro, like right. you're way better off than me. Right. You know? Um, but he was like, yeah, man, I must, you know, start this, you know, entrepreneurship thing. And, you know, I'm excited. And I'm like, man, like, so you just quit. And he kind of like opened up my mind to like actually not relying on a, like a, a set job mm-hmm. and actually going out there and building something. And he recommended that I read a book called Success Principles yep. by Jack Canfield. Yep. And at that time, I hated reading books. I, I wasn't a reader. Like you had to force me to read books mm-hmm. in college. Yep. But I was so dissatisfied and I was so open-minded that when he said to read this book because he said it would make a difference for me, I said, what the hell? Mm-hmm. You know? And I literally read that book literally front to back, like really fast, which is like unusual for me. But I felt like Jack was like talking to me, mm. the author. Like I felt like Jack was really talking to me. And like, I was so coachable to everything Jack Canfield said in that book. Yeah. Right. In terms of like being intentional about, you know, your goals, designing your life, getting out your comfort zone. Right. Like, at, like all these things he's saying step by step to do. I was literally doing it to a T. Yeah. Even to, even to the point where like, I hated public speaking. Mm. And he said, he talked about, listen, if you want to go out here and be an entrepreneur and build a brand, you want to get confident with your voice and presenting yourself. And he's like, you know, public speaking is definitely something that you should want to get sharper with. Yeah. And he suggested a, um, an organization called Toastmasters. Mm-hmm. And I remember Toastmasters back in Morgan. It was like, I would avoid it because people would invite <laughs> me like, yo, you should go do Toastmasters. Right, I'm right. Like, what do they do? Post- nah, I'm good. So when Jack said it in the book, I was like, you know what? Let me try this Toastmasters thing. Right? Yeah. And I literally showed up like on a weekly basis and I was just refining my voice and getting more confident and just, again, being coachable. To now, hold up. You make this seem like it was like easy. No, like bro, no. you went to Toastmasters. No. I started refining my voice. <laughs> Not- like. Do you remember yes. like your one of your first times getting in front of everybody speaking? Yes. yes, because before I even went, I remember making the decision that if I ever had the opportunity to like volunteer for something or like to, to just speak, I had to push myself to do it. Mm. I remember making that decision, even mm. walking in. Wow. So I remember like I was literally, I went to the first day and at the end you had to like introduce yourself. All newcomers had to introduce themselves. And that was extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> and then they asked, who wants to volunteer to do a speech the following week? Mm. And I, I can literally remember myself talking to myself, like, listen, you told you this is what you said. You said you were gonna volunteer. And I literally felt myself like like tapping myself in the mm. back, like, raise your hand. Yeah. Raise your hand. Yeah. And I was like, I'll do it. Right. Like I'm just like, why not? Right, right, right. That's when I really started the process of like getting out of my comfort zone and being intentional about it. You know, and it's like a decision. I love it. And it was like just constantly doing that. And it's like, it, it may seem small, but it was like doing that small yeah. thing, that small step, taking those small actions like every single day, yep. taking that opportunity that's going to make you uncomfortable, but you know, after you do it, you're going to become a better person. You're going to become more confident on the other side. Those were the things that started building the foundation of me becoming an entrepreneur and actually really like, you know, yeah. finding like my highest, like, you know, version. And this is so good. I mean, if, obviously we want to get into Airbnb, but if we stop right now, yeah. <laughs> you, you bless the audience I'm, because there's so many folks and you know that, you know, one day, someday, yep. 
You know what I mean? And they're waiting for things to be perfect, waiting to get all their ducks in a row. You know, all the stuff that people say, don't even own a duck. Yep. Like you don't own a duck. They're not getting in a row. Right. You know yes. what I mean? Wait for my ship to come in. You don't own a ship. It ain't coming. Right? right. So people are waiting for all these things. But you're just like, hey, look, I'm just, I'm just going step by step. Yep. And here's a great thing about a comfort zone yep. is that if you expand your comfort zone and not just try to jump out of your comfort zone, by the time you look back a week, two weeks later, you're no longer in your comfort zone. Yeah. You just push a little. And you that's what you say, small yeah, steps small at a time. Steps, right? That's yeah. that's I love it. Yeah. I love it. So when when did you quit your job? Yep. So I'm reading, I'm reading so I'm reading Success mm-hmm. Principles. And after I read that book, I got so fired up. I was like, man, I want to read more books. I started reading like Think Go Rich, Rich uh-huh. Poor that, reading all these different books. Right, right. And it's like, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur. Right. Because I'm hearing all these success stories from these books. And I start looking at all these videos on YouTube and listen to podcasts. Right. Uh, so I'm so grateful for the thing that, you, you know, no, thank you, man. The, your voice and the things that you do, because it's a blessing to people. And um, I got this bright idea to quit, quit my job because I started forming mastermind um, groups. And I got that idea from Think Go Rich. Mm. And I would like, you know, get a bunch of my friends on a weekly basis. We would like talk about business ideas. And one of my friends um, brings up an opportunity called Wholesale and Real Estate. And this was like around like maybe like April 2013. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to start a wholesale and real estate business. Because again, you, you, you can um, make money in real estate without having money. I didn't have money. So like, that was like perfect, <laughs> right? And like by May, I promise you, I didn't even make any money in that business yet. By May, I was like, I'm going to quit my job. Mm. And like literally a couple weeks later, I went into my you know into my job and I, you know, I went to my supervisor's office and I said, um, I'm going to, you know, I, I wrote her a note. I said, listen, I'm going to like August is my last month. Like August 2nd specifically is my last day here. Wow. And between that time and August, I'm like working diligently <laughs> figuring it out. And I still didn't make any money with my business. Mm. Um, but August shows up and, um, you know, I quit August wow. 2nd, 2013. So you had this vision. Yeah. And you couldn't talk yourself out of it. No. Fired up. Yeah. 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 We're so similar. And I didn't realize it. Right. I mean, I know we had a couple of conversations, but I had no idea. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, you know, I shared a little bit about my story when I quit my job, not knowing what what the next 10 steps looked like, but that's okay. I was going to take a step. Yeah. Then I was going to take a step. I was going to make it work. Yeah. And as, 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 as nervous as I was about leaving the income, the predictable income at that time at my job, I was more nervous about the regret of leaving my dream behind. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that regret outweighed the fear. So man, it's like, we have so much in in common here, right? Where, you know, you're in your twenties at the time. And did you ever um, participate with any type of network marketing? I did. So I quit, you know, August 2nd, 2013. I'm still trying to figure out this real estate thing. Um, August 3rd, uh, one of my, another close friend and fraternity brother, reaches out to me about a network marketing opportunity. Okay. And, you know, I was open-minded, but I didn't necessarily have it in my mind to like do network marketing. Mm. I wasn't like against it or, but I wasn't like looking for it, you know, but he was so, you know, enthusiastic about it. (laughs) Right. And the opportunity had to do with travel. And at the time, like, I like to travel. Right. Right. And I needed money. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? Um, what the heck, man? Let me just let me just try this thing, right? Okay. Let me try it. Right? Okay. <laughs> and I locked my spot in, right? And from there, I really didn't have time to play around, right? Because mm. I didn't have this guaranteed check coming in. So literally simultaneously, I'm like building this real estate thing and I'm figuring out this network marketing thing. 
And like, just like every single day, I'm like reading books, listening to audios. I'm like, so like committed to personal growth. Mm. It was, it wasn't funny because I quit my job with like $10,000 in my bank account. And I was like, there was, I was not going back like 100%. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I just wasn't going, you know, going to go back. And you don't know how fast $10,000 will go. You know, after you like stop working a job, like it just starts dwindling. <laughs> First of all, let me say this about it. Listen, I know you all are thinking what I'm thinking right now. The average person doesn't have ten thousand right. dollars in a bank account. So yeah. I mean, you said it like I mean, it shows you something. It says something about um, how diligent you are when it comes to finance and money. Even though you said that's sort of dwindling, yeah. But again, you know, the average person yeah. doesn't have a thousand dollars in their bank account. Yeah. So again, I just kudos. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. While I was working that job, I was like selling like Rosetta Stones and like um, Insanity P ninety X tapes. Oh wow. <laughs> hustling. That's how I got the ten thousand dollars. But anyways, um, yeah. So I'm trying to figure out this wholesaling and, and they were marketing thing. Like, thank God, like October 2013, I did like my first wholesale deal. And mm. I made like fifty five hundred. Wasn't rich, but right? That fifty five hundred meant everything mm. to me because it was like I made it on my own. Yeah, you know, and that gave me so much confidence and belief to put more time, money, and energy into wholesaling. Also, I'm getting, I'm starting to like build a team and network marketing, mm-hmm. right? And I'm just really excited because things are starting to get, you know, starting to progress and mm-hmm. I'm seeing results and I'm seeing money and I'm just like consistently building. I'm going to seminars, going to conferences, never missing an event, wow. right? Like I'm just consistent on just growing me. Like, and I just took it day by day, day by day, week week by week, month by month. And then um, several years later, um, I was moving into a brand new apartment mm-hmm. and one of my and after I was really excited about this apartment, so I wanted to make make it look really nice. I invited a bunch of my friends over to give them like a grand tour, and one of my friends, as I'm giving them a tour, she's looking around like, "Man, this would be a really cool place for mm. an Airbnb." Mm. And I was like, "Okay, you should see my cowhide rug that I got. It matches my art." Right, like, right, I was right. More excited about that, right. but she saw an opportunity. Now, had had you heard of Airbnb at so, that yeah, point? I had heard about Airbnbs. Okay. I, you know, I was traveling a lot, okay. so um, I was staying in Airbnbs. Okay. My friend, I, she already had one, so like I kind of understood how it worked. Um, but it was like a week or two later, she ends up getting an Airbnb in my building. Wow! And I was like, she wasn't playing around. Hmm. And then she shares with me that you know she made like fifteen hundred in profit, and the rent was like twelve, thirteen hundred. And that was a, a light bulb moment for me because I was in real estate and I was looking to like be a traditional buy and hold investor, like actually like, you know, buy a house, rent it out, be a landlord. But I had researched that the average single door rental property, you know, yielded about like 300 to $500 a month. But yet my friend, you know, rented a property out was and made over 1500 a month in profit. Mm-hmm. And the profits were steadily growing. And she did, she acquired that property and literally- a week or two. Wow. And that's when I got open to this whole idea called rental arbitrage, right? The ability to get a property that's more so designed for a long-term rental. You know, we rent out the property, furnish and make it look nice, and then we can put it on platforms like Airbnb and other short-term rental sites. Nice. Um, but the thing is, right, you want to do it with getting consent. Mm. And what I mean by that, you can do this business the wrong way. Okay. Or the right way. Okay. I did both. Okay. Right. So I could literally talk to you from both spectrums, but it's best to get permission from landlords and property managers. And that's how we acquire these properties. 
from landlords and prop managers um, so that we, we can have legal business. All right. And, and you yeah. teach all of that, right? From, from, the, from the beginning to actually getting the yeah. clients how to market yourself. Yeah. You teach that too? Yeah, I teach the whole process. Okay. And the most important part is really creating a system okay. and building a team around it so that way it can mm. be passive income, mm. right? Like to the point where like you don't have to clean the properties. You don't have to like actually meet guests. Um, to check them in or you don't have to fix anything. You can literally automate the whole process. So wow. You can literally create this cash cow, right, off of properties that you don't even have to own. Yeah. Right, which is like the best part. Wow. Because you don't have to own it, you could grow a portfolio in a relatively quick, you know, period of time. Yeah, so I, I mean, and this is my own naivety, like I don't really know much about Airbnb, yeah. right? And my audience knows, like, I'm going to tell you when I don't know something like, look, I have no idea. Yeah. Right. So, so I'm, I'm watching this right now. And let's say I'm 35 years old. I made some mistakes in life. So my credit's not that great. Yeah. Uh, got a little bit of money yeah. in the bank. Can I start with, uh, an Airbnb? For sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can literally launch a property for about like, I want to say about $4,000. Mm. Right. And you don't even necessarily have to have that all liquid personally. I mean, okay. you can utilize creative financing, yeah. OPM, other people's money, mm-hmm. right? And you can get into the game. Yeah, fast. yeah, yeah. Do you drop some of those? I mean, those are some of the things I've learned along the way just in, in terms of financial literacy. But do you also drop some of those gems as you as you share and teach? Yeah, um, for okay. sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And uh, I, I literally have students that have gotten their first properties in like less than a week. Wow. You know? And of course, I can't guarantee that can happen for everybody. Yeah, but yeah. Let's actually, let's cut the cameras real quick. Let me get let me teach me how to do that. Yeah. No, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like no, that's yeah. that's that's awesome, man. And that's and that I, I think that's what causes me to smile the way I do when I'm hearing what you're saying because yes, I mean if if you don't follow this man on social media. Start because you're going to be inspired. As long as you're not a hater, if you're a hater, listen. <laughs> take count. sips of the haterade. Don't drink it all because you're gonna you're gonna get real thirsty fast, right? So it is. It is. It makes me smile, and it's such an inspiration. Seriously, it is. I'm like, I love seeing you blessed the way you are, and it's your smile when you're traveling. You're like, y'all gotta be here. This is yeah. great, right? So anyway, man, we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about. A little bit more about your road to passive income yeah. because you know you're, you're approaching fifty different countries now. Yeah. At how old? Yeah, thirty four. Yeah, so we we're gonna come back and um, we're gonna figure out how we can get to at least four countries in twenty twenty two. All right, we'll see you guys in a little bit. Hey, sales talk experience family! If you want to do some great shopping and get great finds like this, follow my girl thebriana.k on Instagram. And if you want to shop, go here. Hey, what's up, fam? You got to connect with J&E Builders. They buy homes in any condition. J&E Builders even help out with distressed properties. And if you're dealing with a significant amount of taxes, J&E Builders will assist you with that home as well. Give them a hit at J&E underscore Builders. That's at Instagram at J&E underscore Builders. So author and trainer Monty Sanders has been in this health and wellness space for over 20 years. His most notable clients are NFL Hall of Famers, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. And guess what? He's got an Amazon bestselling book that you can gain access to right now. It's the power of you versus you. I'm going to tell you right now how you can get access to that and his other programs. All you have to do 
is go to thepowerofyouversusyou.com. That's it, thepowerofyouversusyou.com to get access to that amazing book as well as all of his other programs. Hey, what's up, self-talk experience family? Listen, I thought I was going to get some bathrooms renovated, but I had no idea when I connected with my man Stan Neal that it would be more than a renovation. I'm not even sure what the term should be. Maybe transformation, because I started with the bathrooms and all of a sudden my entire basement was redone in a way that my family members thought I moved, seriously. So if you're looking to take your house to the next level, whether it's some custom construction, some transformation of your bedroom, your bathrooms, your family room, your great room, I did it all. I, I mean, if I showed you my entire house before and after pictures, in fact, I'm gonna show you some, you would say, no way is that the same room or the same house. Listen, I'm just saying this because I've got personal experience with this gentleman. So you want to connect with him. I'm going to give you the number, his office number to reach him, as well as email. And again, you will not be disappointed. So if you want to reach him uh, via uh, his office number, 202-359-3923. Again, 202-359-3923. And email is stan, S-T-A-N dot Neil, N-E-A-L-J-R at freshairllc.com. Connect with my man, Stan. You won't be disappointed. Hey, listen, so Kamoi actually has a course right now that you yep. can take. So you don't even have to wait for the challenge. So if someone wants to take the course, we're going to drop that yep. right below. And that course teaches them what? Step-by-step, how to build a six-figure-plus Airbnb business without owning any property. So if you're serious, not curious, you can tap in right now. Let's do it. Tap in, guys. Man, so um, this is exciting, man. Congratulations. So so from the time you got your first property to now, how, how, much, how much time is that? How much time has gone by? Is that seven years? From, uh, well, as far as when I first got into Airbnb? Yeah, uh-huh. Gosh, I got in 2017. Okay. Yeah, so, so about uh, five four years. Yeah. yeah, 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 going on five years. Yeah. yeah, good stuff, man. All right, so so this is almost five years of learnings, mm-hmm. right? Mistakes, right? Things you're like, ah, oh, that could have been better. Maybe not a mistake, but like that could have been a little bit more profitable. Yep. Um, I could have figured out a better system. Um, could have leveraged myself even more. Yeah. So if there were, I don't know, two to three things. Yeah, for sure. That. The Kamoi Martin, who you are today, with how many Airbnb properties do you have? You mind me asking? 14 currently. 14. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, man, that just made me smile again. So, um, what would you share with the Kamoi Martin who's just getting started now, five years prior to knowing that you've had all this experience? Well, the biggest thing would be, again, um, getting permission and consent from landlords or property managers. And the reason why I say that is because when I first got started, I was just renting out properties, like just not even asking questions. Wow. Um, and, and believe it or not, a lot of people actually do that. And I don't um, talk down on people or bad about people doing it because I get it. I did it. You don't know what you don't know. Okay. Right. But after doing it that way and, you know, it just getting kicked out of properties and it's just like, you know, it's just not fun. And it's right. also not, it's not a real business, mm. you know, and you're, cause you're just kind of, every day you're just hoping you don't get caught. Mm. Right. 
Um, but after, you know, getting kicked out a couple of times, I said to myself, you know, I like this business model. I love the fact that I can create income doing this. Um, why don't I do it the right way? Why don't I start building relationships with landlords, with prop managers, actually having them understand the dynamics of my business. So that way we can create long-term businesses and build some relationships to the point where these landlords and prop managers know exactly what I'm doing. So now let's just say I have an apartment inside in a building, you know, a building mm. and they understand what I'm doing. Every time there's vacancy in the building, they'll be willing to give me mm. more units. And that's the power because, you know, in one building, um, I have about eight apartments inside that one building. Okay. And every time there's vacancy, everybody every time somebody moves out, I'm the first person they call. Wow. Um, because we built a great relationship. That's so good, man. My business model. Right. right now, matter of fact, um, one of these owners, they've actually recently asked me if I want to acquire the building. Right. And they're trying to find out, find a creative way to, right. to make that happen. So, you know, it's cool to have options like that. I love that. So so you're renting an apartment yep. and the landlord knows that, hey, this is short term rentals just through Airbnb. Yep. So you're very transparent. Yep. And they actually love that you are there. Yep. Yep. Wow. Because listen, I'm the ideal tenant. I'm paying on time. I'm I'm literally I'm extremely consistent. If you've ever if you've ever stayed in Airbnb before, typically it's really nice. So I, like like Airbnb hosts, short-term rental entrepreneurs, they literally keep properties in for sale condition because they want five star reviews. Mm. They're getting the property um professionally cleaned, right? A, a regular tenant is that's doing so that. true, man. I didn't you know? think about that. They're not doing that. Yeah. Right. So again, um, this is actually a business, an asset for us. Yeah. Even though we don't own it, it's still an asset. It's making us money. So we're just that ideal tenant that a landlord wants. Man. Right. So it's pretty cool. So hold on. So like <laughs> this is like I mean smiling again. I don't know if I smiled this much with any of my <laughs> podcasts. All right. So do are, are any of these properties properties that you own or all of them you do this way? All of them rental arbitrage. At least these properties. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, this changes the game, man. Oh my god, this is why you like you don't need but a whole bunch of money. It's not like you're putting twenty percent down nope. on some big mansion. Nope. Yep. Because the thing is, all that money that you would put down on buying a property, you can literally get several, you know, rental properties. Right, you can rent these out and create such a, a much higher, you know, um, cash flow. It's nuts. It's nuts. So I don't knock buying properties. No, There's no. And I don't think you are. Properties. Yeah, I don't think yeah. you are. I don't I don't hear that. Um, but just the cash flow from rental arbitrage and the ability to do it um, without having to have a lot of capital is just it's amazing. So when did you say to yourself, hold on, this is like, you know, what I mean, because it had to be a point like yeah. if, like you said, when you earn your first fifty five hundred dollars, you were like, OK, it was your belief chat. You were like, OK, you're doing this, man, on your own without your parents. Yeah. With Airbnb, when did it start to hit you? Like, hold up, this is going to be bigger than I even thought. Yeah, I want to say after I had a, after I got like two properties, and it's, this was another mistake that I made. I was cleaning the properties myself because mm. um, I was being cheap, right? And what I'll tell you is, true business owners they work on their business, not in their business. And I was making that mistake of working in my business. But once uh, I got to the point where I, I couldn't even clean them all, because I think I got to like my third one. Mm -hmm. And I, it was like one Sunday I went to like go to church, but I couldn't because I had to clean all these properties. Mm -hmm. That's when I like was fed up. Right. And uh, my friend was like, hey, why don't you just hire a cleaner? We have a, you know, a whole college friend that has a cleaning business. And I was like, let me do that. And once I hired her, that changed the game even more. Because mm -hmm. I was like, I started seeing the money coming in. And I wasn't even cleaning the properties. Like a matter of fact, I wasn't even like physically there at all. 
Um, and then from there, like I really start to understand, wow, I need to really build a team because then I can really make this passive. And I, from there, that's when I really got excited about it because it was no longer just making the money. Yeah. Now I was making the money and having the freedom. Yeah, leveraging yourself. All right, yeah. so that, that brings up another question. I have to ask this one. So obviously having a cleaning yeah. company, right, helped you to leverage yourself. Yeah. What other addition to the team helped you to leverage yourself? Um, getting a handyman, mm. right? Getting somebody boots on the ground. So like, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be like literally the battery in the smoke detector, like mm. dying. So it keeps beeping. Like it could be like the the couch um, falling apart or the bed being broken or just whatever. Yeah. The, the walls need to get repainted. It, just to the point where it doesn't matter what it is. I never have to physically go there because I have somebody that can mm. show up. Yeah. That like there's one of the most you know important components yeah for sure and and do you you teach this right i know yeah, i keep yeah, asking right because sure, i'm just thinking sure. like if you're saying hey look guys i'm telling you these yeah. are the five members of the team you yeah, gotta have yeah for sure yeah I, I teach you exactly you know who you want on your team how to find them and um yeah how, how to wove them in like into a system that yeah. works I only ask you questions that I would, you know, I would want somebody to ask me. That's yeah. why I'm at. I hope you don't feel like I'm like interrogating uh, you. You know what I mean? But I would want somebody to ask me that in my profession. You know, do you teach this? Do you teach how to onboard? Do you teach people yeah. how to keep retention? Right? I would want somebody to ask me that. So yeah. that's why I'm asking, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is so good. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I know you're about to fly out to your 48th country, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let me let me let me ask you this one, man, because um, I thought that I was a traveler instead I saw following you on Instagram because people tell me all the time, dude, where are you now? You all over the place. And I'm, I want to say, mm -mm, let me just send you somebody's profile real quick. This is traveling. And dude, the yacht you were just on yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah. You enjoyed yourself, didn't man. you? Crazy experience. Oh man. So out of all these places that you've been, which may be hard to pick one or two, yeah. what would you say are your one or two favorites? Um, Maldives for sure. Mm. Like Maldives is like a dream. What about um, Maldives? Man, I I've never seen water so blue. Mm. Um, the the level of just top tier experience. We say mm. the Ritz Carlton and Maldives. Mm. That man, I, I've seen a lot of different like resorts, but like the Ritz Carlton and Maldives, you, you feel like what's what's that coming to America? Yeah, uh, Prince Aki. Yeah, like, you feel like it's you just yeah yeah. yeah. Man. There in Bali. Okay. Yeah, that was probably like my top two right now. Okay. Bali just all Did they put down like um, rose petals for you to walk on? Damn near. <laughs> right? Matter of <laughs> fact, in the room, in the room, yeah. Like, well, I'd have to come and think about it. There was rose petals in the room, right? It was crazy. <laughs> that is so awesome, man. That is so awesome. And was, you know, throughout your travels, obviously, um, we talked about Bali too. Um, you know, is it, it's got to be amazing to experience these different cultures. Yeah. Right, different languages. It's just it's an exposure that because it's not about look at me, you know. I mean, I'm able to do this. It. I mean, I can. Im I would imagine that it has inspired so many people who do like to travel to say, how can I gain more passive income? Sure. Right, and so then we get an opportunity. That's why the self talk experience is so great because it gives people an opportunity to say. 
hey, if I could shift, because I love this, man, you start off with personal development, personal growth. If I can shift the way I think and put myself in position where I now think differently so I can attract differently. And as I attract differently, I can do different things that I couldn't have done before I attracted the means to be able to do those things. And once I do those things, it puts me in a position to be inspiration to others. And if I, whatever I do can duplicate, meaning other people can do it. Now I can go back and feed and teach other people so they can eat too. 100%. That's you, man, all day long. Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for what you do. And I know, uh, I don't know if you have an Airbnb course coming up, but if so, we'll drop it in. uh, And we may even strategically release this when you have that course coming up because I want people who are interested. And just like in my business, not everybody is interested in everything. And the wonderful thing about abundance is that you never have to worry about because someone else is winning. Yep. You might be losing. We are, we can all win together. Isn't that beautiful? Right. Yeah. 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 100%. So so uh, when you release that, just hit me up. Let me know. I got you. Uh, whenever you decide you're going to do that. So we'll make sure we put the details right here so that uh, folks can take that course for, from you for those who are interested. Yep. And um, hey, man, I'm looking forward to it. I, I know a couple of folks, including my sons, who are going to be first in line hey, <laughs> for that. I love to see it, man. I, I always love seeing people tap in to just entrepreneurship, but also especially, you know, when it comes to Airbnbs, because a lot of times people, they think it's hard or complex, mm. right? But once people really get in and they get involved and they see how simple it is, and I just love to see it, you know, yeah. just, 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 just entrepreneurship in general. I yeah, love to see just yeah me too. Me too. What, what are your parents saying now? Um, Man, like, they're happy. Yeah. You know, they're happy. My mom's always reaching out to me like, hey, what country are you in? Yeah, there? yeah. I love what you're doing. You yeah. Know, so, yeah, it feels good, right? Now my mindset is I wanna I wanna retire them. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, that's so awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Did they know that? Um, I haven't told them that. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully now they don't watch this one. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully. if if, not, if <laughs> hey, if not, this is mom, dad. Yeah. There you go. Right. And that's that's love, man. I, I love that. Yeah, it says a lot about you too. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks for being on, bro. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate you, man. And um, this has been another episode of Self Talk. I didn't get rid of my co-host. You'll be back. (laughs) But um, just remember the things we say to ourselves about ourselves eventually determines what and even who we attract for ourselves. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Self Talk Podcast with Darnell and Tracy Self. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. And we'll see you next time. And remember, talk good to yourself. If you've ever started something and said to yourself, I'm not quitting until I reach the finish line is a perfect podcast for you. The We Won't Quit podcast by my man, Mike Humes, mailman and millionaire, never gave up. Not only did he have success, but he's helped a ton of other people do the same thing. He's going to be interviewing people who never stopped until they finished. So check it out. We Won't Quit podcast. If you've ever started something and said to yourself, I'm not quitting until I reach the finish line, is a perfect podcast for you. The We Won't Quit podcast by my man, Mike Humes, mailman and millionaire, never gave up. Not only did he have success, but he's helped a ton of other people do the same thing. He's going to be interviewing people who never stopped until they finished. So check it out. We Won't Quit podcast. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. 
Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.